bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other Hello and welcome back. It's now 2020 and this is episode 121. I am back from two weeks of holiday, the first holiday this podcast has taken and I made the decision very spontaneously. So I apologize for just suddenly vanishing from your ears. This is the Corinne Nidja podcast and I'm your host Corinne Nidja and this podcast is still very much about whole food plant-based recovery stories, vegan health transformation stories. This is, as I said, episode 121 and I am finding it very hard to concentrate today and get get this episode out to you if you're not aware in Australia right now, every state but the ACT for now is on fire and not just a little bit of fire, a lot of fire. It is everywhere. People have lost their lives. People are missing. There are over 500 million animals and wildlife that have been lost in the fire so far, which is devastating, half a billion animals. It's just devastating. You know, so many towns, towns, just so much forest and habitat has been lost and burnt. And we're all actually quite frightened, I must admit. And it's very difficult as an Australian to to concentrate on anything else at the moment, to concentrate on our work or our families, you know, because the media and social media and every all of our friends and loved ones are hyper aware of what is happening in um, other parts of the country where I live. I live on the edge of a mountain and so I'm still technically in a bushfire zone and the bushfire that is in Eastern Victoria is headed our way, but still we're, we are in a lot of smoke outside smells like smoke here where I am right now. Um, it is very smoky outside looking. Um, you can't see the sky at all. And yeah, definitely um, my heart is breaking, honestly, my heart is breaking for the animals, for the animals that are trapped behind fences, for the animals that have been left behind from families who couldn't realistically put them in their cars when they were fleeing their homes, you know, for, for all the people who have lost everything, for the families who spent New Year's Eve sheltering from fires on boats in the middle of the ocean or in the middle of lakes, watching everything that they love be destroyed. Um, I'm also very aware of our Australian government's attitude toward refugees fleeing 
environmental and political devastation in their countries and how we treat, we have treated and do treat refugees in our country, which is is shocking and horrific how we have treated people who have been desperate and Part of me is thinking, you know, now we're desperate. Now we are desperate, and we're where many, many Australians are currently. You know, they're seeking refuge from these bushfires. And do we deserve refuge after the way we've treated so many refugees, mostly coming from places that are war zones because of? British, American, (laughs) Australian interventions into their countries that have created the instability in the first place. We are all responsible for, in part, for so much of the instability around the world, even just through our apathy to what our governments do. And now we have this climate emergency and No country is going to be untouched by this. And countries now are already knowing that they're going to be underwater due to climate change. And this isn't just a climate emergency. In Australia, this is so much. It's just we have done so many short-sighted economic-based poor choices, you know, around selling off our water to mining companies, encouraging and taking money from overseas mining companies to exploit our land and kill our barrier reef and decimate our environment in so many different ways, you know, with land clearing for cattle grazing in places that already have no water and cattle grazing takes so much water already. And destroys forests and destroys ecosystems and it's just an unsustainable practice. Dairy and cattle and chicken and animal agriculture is such a dangerous and damaging suicidal farming practice that creates ecocide and that's what we're having, that's what we're experiencing in this country. We have over-farmed in damaging, dangerous ways and we have overmined and we have done everything for money and economic advantage without thinking about the future for our planet and here we are, we're on fire and it's all of our fault. It's all of our fault. I didn't vote this government in but, you know, it's still all of our fault. You know, we've... We've allowed it to happen and, you know, now our government's trying to create laws that mean we can't protest against what they're doing and what they're doing is annihilating everything (laughs) for a quick dollar and some alliance perhaps. Anyway, it's a long conversation. I'm sorry if you did vote this government in and you're thinking, Corinne, shut up, what are we talking about? This is just my opinion, obviously. I'm frightened and maybe I'm ill-informed about a lot. I'm not saying that I know everything that there is to know about what is happening, but when you look around and you read, you know, I've been reading and reading and reading about what's going on and that is just my summation of what is going on and it's just 
Yeah, it's a long, I'm talking a lot. But yes, if you are in our country or anywhere over the world and you want to help, there are ways you can donate. I will put lists of places to donate to, links of where you can donate to in the show notes. So please donate to wildlife rescue services, fire services all over Australia, every single country, as I said. I'll put the links in the show notes. Uh, The Red Cross doing amazing work. So those three areas, I would say, for the rebuilding and supporting of communities and the fire services for the work that they're doing, for all the things that they need and the staff that they need to employ to try and help protect whatever they can protect, whatever's left, and 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 to help the animals in any way possible. Um, that's the financial things that you can do, but physical things that you can do if you're listening and you're feeling completely helpless – As I say in this interview, action is the antidote to despair. So, you know, if you can raise funds in your area, have a bake sale, have a meetup where you write letters to your government. That's what I've been organising recently in my own community. So we're going to have a sit down uh, with our laptops and just going to sit there and send letter after letter after letter to our MPs and our Prime Minister, um, begging them to act on climate change and to... Begin thinking, considering the environment when they're making financial decisions that impact our country in ways that are devastating for wildlife, the environment and the and the people who live here. Um, you can make bandages if you're a sewer, make bandages and pouches for joeys and baby koalas and possums and all those things. And baby koalas are called joeys, sorry. You can organise, you know, logistics for delivering goods to communities that need them. You can buy bandages, toiletries, donate clothing. There are so many things you can do. Contact your local fire brigade and see if they need donations or if they're taking donations to bushfire-affected areas and bring along anything of good quality. You don't want to bring over rubbish and don't use it as a chance to clean out your junk around your house. People want you know, clean clothing for their babies and their children, nappies, pads, menstrual products. They want everything, Band-Aids, toothbrushes, toothpaste, everything. They've lost everything. So, yes, if you have any of those things or you can afford to buy and donate those kind of things to the people who need them most, um, please do. There are so many other ways. I'll put some links in the show note to people to articles (laughs) with, with good lists of things that you can do. And otherwise, you know, meditate, pray, focus on making sure that you're mentally in a good space because fear begets fear and hopelessness begets hopelessness. So if we can really try to, if if being on your phone is making it worse for you, making you more anxious, get off your phone, put down your device, be with your family Love your people around you, you know, organise community catch-ups with people who you care about and now's the time for us to really be there for one another in a loving, meaningful way. So, yes, I hope that you're all safe. I hope that your family members are safe. I'm sending you all my love 
if you're struggling or if you've lost your home, my heart goes out to you. I can't imagine what you're dealing with and the grief that you're experiencing, but I hope that all together we can work together on making sure that this kind of devastation doesn't happen again and that we work together as one for the future of Australia and the planet. <sighs> that was a lot. Um, I'm sorry if that was just miserable start to the year. I just, you just really can't get around it. Uh, unfortunately, this is just the way it is in Australia right now. But we have Owen Fall on the show today and I was very pleased to have Owen on the show as I have had a few loved ones living with kidney disease and Owen Fall had stage three kidney disease. This is Owen's story and I really hope that you enjoy listening and I'll see you all at the end of the episode. Thank you, Owen, for coming on the show. Hello, Owen, and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, interesting to be here. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> ruining your dinner. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yes. So I've given you a little bit of an introduction already. And yep. if you would just like to start at the very beginning. Very beginning. Um, well, currently I'm 52 years old, but I was born in Tasmania. Six kids, Salvation Army upbringing, so uh, Christian church upbringing, standard, uh, was it, meat and three veg meals growing up. Left Tasmania in the mid-90s uh, to join the Air Force, and uh, I was in the Air Force for about seven years. Uh, during that time, unfortunately, I had a couple of car accidents and got uh, some back injuries out of that, knee injuries, shoulder injuries, a few things like that. Um, and unfortunately, depression as well. So left the Air Force, was a medical discharge, so they look after me the best they can in regards to uh, those illnesses and trying to help me get back into the off, uh, workforce. Now, I did IT for a number of years, and um, in that time, my health just started to go downhill. Uh, so basically, with the knee injuries and back injuries, I was basically sedentary and uh, started to put on the weight. I was about 95 kilo when I was in the Air Force. And uh, in about May this year, I was 128, 129 kilo. So, you know, that's quite a bit of weight. Back in 2008, I had the first of many kidney stone episodes, probably about five or six in the end that I had to go to hospital for. So um, that was the start of that chronic disease that developed into kidney disease. It was stage three at the beginning of this year. So it got quite serious, that, that part of it. Actually, it was about two years ago, 2017, November, I think it was. I had some blood tests and then the following Tuesday evening, the doctor actually rang me late at night and uh, I, I hadn't picked up, but he rang my wife, Saram. She's actually an enrolled nurse. She works at a nursing home and that particular doctor, she got to know him and he became our GP. So he rang her direct and I went a typical up at 10.30 and she goes, get in the passenger seat, we're going to the hospital. And I said, is it about the... <laughs> 
call from the doctor. She goes, yes, you're currently in renal failure. So I spent the night renal failure. That was two years ago. So that's that side of it. Coming down to this year, in the beginning of this year, well, actually, during last year and coming into the beginning of this year, I'd started getting chest tightness, tightness. And being the alpha male that I am, I never told anyone. <laughs> so shortness of breath and all that sort of thing. Actually, one other thing, uh, in about April, May, Srom did mention to me, you're looking a little yellow. And I'm going, well, with me chest tightness and me kidney disease, you know, liver damage, you know, what else can I have? It was, again, I suppose it was the alpha male. Yeah, I'll, I'll ignore that and, you know, it's just on top of everything else that's going on. So mid-May, we were at Anala. Anala is a suburb not far from where we live in the Logan area in uh, Brisbane, and it's, uh, it's a huge Vietnamese population, and uh, they've got there's a, it's like a little Vietnamese town type Chinatown place. We went there for lunch, and I had the worst chest tightness I'd have. I was having palpitations, shortness of breath, and yes, I probably had some chest pain, but of course, again, you know, didn't tell anyone. But of course, Saram took me straight to the doctor, put me on an ECG, seemed okay, but uh, make an appointment to go and see a cardiologist. That was most of the uh, different illnesses that had accumulated over time. Now, I had been keto for a long time. For those people who are listening who don't know what a keto diet is, what does a keto diet look like? It is low carbs or almost no carbs. It's a high fat and meat diet, basically. Yes, they have veggies in there, but the the theory behind it is um, to get you into ketosis, which is burning fat. So it is a huge fad at the moment. It's been on and off for a good 20, 30 years. I think uh, the name is Dr. Atkins in the 80s. He was uh, a doctor that uh, started the uh, high-protein, high-fat, low-carb diets back then. And now, um, yes, the name's kind of changed to keto, short for ketosis. High-fat, low-carb, yeah. High-fat, low-carb, yeah. yeah. Even my, um, my physios at the moment – they are kind of still on keto, but I'll talk to you about them a little bit later because they've seen the changes that I've gone through. But, um, yeah, it's, they believe that you have to get into ketosis to, uh, to burn fat. Yes, it does work, but we can discuss that later after we, uh, after we talk about the changes in the diet that I did have. And also just to hopefully briefly mention – I'm hard at briefly mentioning anything. I did cut out bacon a few years ago because I believe that didn't help with my kidney stones. And I was also having gout issues. So I cut down my red meat intake to, you know, I try not to have it at all. But, you know, of course, I'd have it once a week or so. But I always had, uh, you know, soreness from gout after having that and, you know, like stiff joints in the fingers and things like that. So there were a couple other things that uh, I did change previously. Now, when I met my current wife, Saram, uh, back in 2008, 
um, her three kids. Two of them had uh, eczema, and Srom had eczema as well, and I've had eczema previously. And uh, I took them off um, dairy milk and got them into soy, and that cured their eczema. So there was a bit of plant-based going on there, but nothing like what is I'm about to talk about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great. So been to the doctor. He's got me to go to the cardiologist. So I'm going to go to a cardiologist uh, late in May. Now, this is when, for me, the the, the miracles happened for Sir Roman and myself. Uh, a friend of mine that I knew when I used to work in uh, Telstra years ago, uh, her name's Judy, she uh, asked me to come and help her with her computer. So we went around there Saturday afternoon on the 18th of May. I remember this date forever. Um, while I was fixing her computer, she showed my wife a little documentary called What the Health. Oh, wow. Yes. So um, every now and then, Throb would come in and say stuff, and I'm going, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just fixing your computer. She got a copy of of Judy, and we went home, and we watched it once, and we said we have to watch that again. So we watched it twice in the same night. In that 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 evening, yes, yeah. I I I had my my last supper. Here's another Christian reference for you. I had my last supper of animal products, and after watching that video for the second time, we both looked at each other and said, "That's it. We are now vegan." And we literally started throwing everything out of the house that had any animal products in it. We said to the kids, look, we're going vegan. This house is vegan. Uh, we're not forcing you to go vegan. You can have whatever you want. It's just inside this house. It's all going to be uh, vegan meals. And, yes, I keep saying vegan. I'm, uh, you know, there's a big difference between vegan and plant-based, but we'll probably get into that later. Oh, you can you can mention it now. So what? what, what... I can mention it now. Yes. Okay. The history with veganism is back in the 1940s. I forget the guy's name. He's the. I'll put it in the show notes because I can't remember it the, right yep, now either. The, the yeah, the vegan society. Vegetarianism back then was basically technically veganism, but. There were many vegetarians that were deciding to have uh, dairy products and eggs, and him and several of his people that uh, his group were, let's say, opposed to that. They wanted to. They created a word, and vegan is the first three words of vegetarian, and the last two letters. Sorry, letters. The first three letters and the last two letters of vegetarian as vegetarian, and so they made the word vegan, which is no animal products. And uh, so basically the word vegan started off as the vegan diet, no animal products. And it was about five years later that they came up with the term veganism, uh, describing, um, and yeah, you can put it in the notes. It's on their website. They talk about uh, not using any animal products. Oh, sorry, not using or abusing any animals whatsoever for food, entertainment, or uh, a few other things. So that's what veganism is. Later on, and I can't remember when plant-based specifically started, but uh, plant-based is more just to do with diet. So it is no animal products, 
but they're focusing on uh, mainly just uh, your the the diet side of of that particular thing. Now, I still call myself vegan. Yeah, there are vegans that let's call them junk food vegans, and yes, I technically am still one. But over the last six months, I have been doing lots of research and um, looking at lots of YouTube videos and. Uh, the doctors that are in the videos like What the Health and Forks Over Knives and a few of the others and Game Changers, the latest one. And, um, yes, I am – this is Rom and I are both definitely heading towards, what is it, whole food, plant-based and no oil now. I wanted to ask you what – I've seen, obviously, seen What the Health a number of times now. What made you from seeing What the Health? Like I know it has got some things about the – animal ex- exploitation and those kind of things. But what made you go straight to vegan and not to plant-based? That's an interesting question. And I'm trying to think of really the answer for it. Technically, at the specific time, it was a case of knowledge of the words, really. But mainly, I suppose, at the beginning, uh, a vegan meant plant-based to us, but not whole food side. And that came later. But it was a case of, we, you know, I already knew that it was the animal products were causing me problems, but not the extent. So getting rid of the animal products, that was our main focus absolutely straight away. And it did work, as I'll get into. But, um, yeah, the health benefits of going whole food, no oil later on, um, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. So let's get back to the story, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, get back to the story, definitely. <laughs> So, yes, we went straight vegan, and we did notice uh, changes virtually immediately. Things like mine become clearer, I felt lighter, did rapidly lose weight in the first week, probably lost five kilo just in the first week. Now, I do know most of that was probably fluid. So the rapid in the five kilo in the first week, it did slow down, but it was pretty constant for a couple of months after that anyway. So the first... Two weeks, um, started to breathe easier at night. Yes, I used to be a heavy snorer. That's virtually disappeared. You know, the phlegm that you get and and, and things like that. Um, The toilet habits became easier. Yes, more frequent. And uh, when you talk about uh, plant-based and fibre, that is natural and it is healthier. So Sarum was actually, you know, I'm not supposed to talk about Sarum too much, but let me just say this. We both had constipation pretty bad. And um, Sarum was taking um, medication to help. But for both of us, uh, all that cleared up. That's wonderful. So, uh, yes. It's normal. All of every, like most guests on the show talk about this issue. <laughs> yes. uh, my episode, I talk <laughs> about it surprised. in graphic detail. So, <laughs> yes, not It's natural and normal and I think most people who aren't on a plant-based diet experience some form of constipation. Yes, yes. no worries. Throughout their lives. Now, getting back to my church, mm-hmm. the Seventh-day Adventist Church, a huge part of the church is health-based and yes they they promote and encourage a plant-based diet it's not a rule 
but it's definitely heavily uh, heavily promoted. They run uh, health seminars all the time and uh, cooking demonstrations and and things like that all the time. So it was it was interesting that uh, yes, I I've been a member of the church for a bit over twenty years now. Actually, there's one lady at church uh, named Charmaine. Uh, I always had a joke with her. I said, Charmaine. I now only eat bacon on church holidays, okay? So <laughs> I'm getting better. But, uh, yeah, she's been thrilled with the changes uh, that have happened. Now, I uh, go to Bible study every Monday night. And, of course, um, over the next couple of weeks, they all noticed the changes and noticed how, you know, upbeat and happy I was. Yeah. Uh, Vlad, the leader of the group, said, oh, next Monday, I think it was June the 3rd, oh, can you take the Bible study and you can do it on health? And I go, sure, no worries, mate, I can do that. So I was excited about that. Now, the previous Thursday, I think it was uh, May 30, it was my cardiologist uh, appointment. So I went there. And he checked out my blood tests, and he says, "Ooh, your cholesterol's high. Here's some, uh, here's a script for some um, meds for your cholesterol." And of course, I did not tell him that I had made a dietary change, but the blood test he had was I was probably about a year old, and cholesterol doesn't change that much when, of course, you're uh, when you don't change your uh, change your diet. And I thought to myself, I wonder if it's gone down. I said to him, look, please, let's do a blood test. I'm seeing my doctor on Monday. If it's still high, definitely I'll take it. But if it's come down, then I'll discuss with him whether I need to take it or not. And he goes, he reluctantly says, okay. And then I said to him, oh, by the way, can you just get me, uh, do me kidneys as well, Me uh, do the test for me kidneys as well. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I wonder if they have changed. I had the blood test done on the 31st. I know these dates very well now. Went to the doctor on Monday the 3rd. I was seeing him for other stuff. And then, you know, it didn't slip my mind, but it was a case of, oh, yeah, by the way, at the end of the thing, I had blood tests done last week. Can we check the uh, cholesterol? And, you know, I could see his jaw hit the ground. It was normal. Fabulous. That's so good. Totally normal. Actually, I shouldn't have said his jaw hit the ground. It was just a case of, well, it was normal. I don't have to take the drugs anymore. <laughs> no worries. By the way, let's check the kidney results. Then his jaw hit the ground. They were normal. The EGFR and the uh, creatinine were in the normal range. And I was stage three. This took 12 days. Wow. So... If you watch, if you watch the documentary "What the Health," and I know you have, Corin, there's three people in that that they have before and afters, and one had diabetes, one had severe arthritis, another one had um, asthma type conditions, I think, from memory, and they put them on plant based diet. And they saw them two weeks later, and the two ladies were literally fully recovered. Actually, one of them was going to have hip replacements. And in, in, the, in the two weeks later, she said, no, I'm walking around fine now. And they had video of her walking around. So all these three people 
massive improvements off most of their medication. Two of them were off their medication altogether. And I did, I literally did the same thing in 12 days. That is so good. It's like that magic, isn't it? It's like magic. It, is. it was. It was. So you could imagine me that night at Bible study. <laughs> Doing your leading the Bible the, study. I printed out all the blood test results so I could, you know, do the reveal and I kept it till last. <laughs> and um, I did my, of course, I did my Bible references. And, of course, for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we know the Bible verses very well. You've got... Uh, you got Genesis at the beginning, which is the herbs of the trees. That is your meat. So basically, if you're a true Christian believer, God said you're supposed to be vegan. And um, even in Daniel, um, later on in the Bible, when uh, he's part of the king's court in Babylon, they decided not to eat the king's food, which is all the meat and stuff. And after 10 days, they were a lot healthier than everyone else. So, from a biblical point, yeah, I haven't read the Bi- I haven't read all the Bible, just bits and pieces. So well, that's, that's interesting. That's two chapters: Genesis one. I know D- Genesis is one I've always Daniel. read. I get through Genesis read. and then I stop. Yeah. yeah, but if you read Daniel, that is Daniel. That is the earliest you know go on a plant based cure yourself reference yes. in the Bible. So Daniel, Daniel is really interesting in that. Aspect. So I, I used that in the Bible study, and I actually did some clips from What the Health, and I had the three people, the before and the after. So I did the befores, and I said to the guys, well, this is me before kidney disease, you know, basically heart disease and liver, liver issues. And then uh, I did the afters for that, and then I did the after for me. So look at this. Two weeks, guys. Two weeks. So I'm, I'm the same as those three. So... That was that was quite an amazing uh, evening. Yeah, uh, did you? I don't. I don't think you would have. But um, we, I had. I'm just going to mention it. Anyone? We had a guest, a lovely author and health coach and public speaker, uh, Sid Notter, on the show. Now, I don't think she's Seventh-day Adventist, but she's Christian. And she wrote a book called The Plan A Diet, which is her... I'm talking about she's writing about a plant-based diet for health and healing and all the science to it, but she's woven in all the Bible, not all the Bible, but she's woven all the Bible quotes and texts into all of her points. I guarantee she's got Daniel in there. Yeah, I bet she has, and that's that's what made me think of it. So yeah, I've got a copy of it. I have to scroll back through and have a look. But yeah, definitely worth a book worth you you reading in your little list of books because I I'm sure it'll it's a nice way for people who because I'm not Christian myself, but um I grew I was raised I was raised you know, with Christian values, but I mean. I know that many guests on the show are Christian and people who've come on the show and who listen to the show. I know Sid's, Sid's books, just a really nice way of looking at it through that lens if that's something that's meaningful to you. Yeah. It was the Plan A diet, was it? Yeah, the Plan A diet. Yeah, I'll definitely write that down and have a look at that at some stage. No worries. Yeah. So, sorry, uh, you were talking more about your Bible study and your amazing night sharing your um, recovery story with them. And so, yes. In that, yeah. had your knees started to get better in those 12 days? The thing with my knees is they 
the issue with the knees is they – I haven't really had a problem with my knees because I haven't done any exercise. So I'm going to say they might have got better, but, but you don't know I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's only early um, days as well. I'm just mentioning it because defi- we have- Definitely, yeah, definitely in the last month or two, and we'll get to that later on, it has, there has been issues, but we'll, we'll discuss what's happened there. Okay, because we had a guest on the show, Esther Loveridge, and Esther was 70, I want to say 75, 3, Hi, Esther, if you're listening. And she had, was recommended to get, like, I think both knees replaced, a plant-based diet. She lost the weight and then she didn't need a knee replacement. So I just, it's hope, there's hope yet. Oh, and there's hope yet. Okay, so continue. So after that amazing thing happened, Actually, I just just remembered. I I started carrying around with me the my blood test results, and um, my local chemist. I've got to know him over the years, of course, because all the medications or whatever. And um, I went in there and I said, ah, "Guess what? I went on. You know, I watched a video called What the Health, and in twelve days, look, my kidney results. I'm cured." And he goes, "Yep, that's about right." And I'm expecting him to go, "Wow!" And again, "What do you mean that's about right?" He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, my wife, uh, two years ago, uh, my wife and I, we watched What the Health and, uh, yeah, we went vegan and uh, she was uh, stage three kidney disease and she's good. Oh, my goodness. Exactly the same story. Wow. Except for gender change. That's it. Mm. So that blew me away as well. And, um, yeah, we've been sharing recipes and videos and docos. He actually put me on to uh, Forks Over Knives. Oh, that's my favourite. We started watching lots and lots of videos and, of course, lots of friends and family were telling about the remarkable change and encouraged them to watch What the Health. And I just decided one day, stuff this, I went down and, Got three or four USBs from Officeworks, and uh, I put What the Health and Forks Over Knives, and the original USB had about 10 documentaries. I think uh, I put Cowspiracy on there, a few of the other plant-based documentaries. Uh, I had about 10 on there. I just started handing them out, and uh, Srom handed out a few at work, and a couple of people at her work started going plant-based as well. And um, we, a couple of our family members were thinking about it. And so um, that was that was quite good at the time. We thought that was great at the time. And um, But several months later, yes, when um, Game Changers came out, and uh, don't tell anyone, but I managed to get a copy off YouTube and I put it on this these same USBs as well as a few others. I, um, actually, I did send you the list of all the stuff I've got on the USB. But I started handing that USB out and in four weeks, uh, 15 of our family and friends decided to change their diet to plant-based. And just in the last four weeks, that's ballooned to 24 people. And um, that's mostly because of the Game Changers video. That is fantastic. That is crazy nuts. 
Obviously not the now it's on Netflix. Everyone can watch it for free. Just yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> share, share out your. So share. It's okay now. <laughs> but uh, yes, well, um, I do put that list on Facebook every now and then, and the first one I have game changers watch on iTunes or I actually did pay nineteen dollars to watch it, so I'm I'm happy. So, the, so I, 20 family and friends have now changed their diet. 24, 24, 24. yes. 24. Yeah. Actually, the most amazing one was a friend at work that Srom, Srom knows. He had been teasing her for the last six months. I mean, the standard, and you'll know what I'm talking about, um, and a lot of people that have gone plant-based know what I'm talking about. The, 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 the people that aren't plant-based, oh, where do you get your protein from? And, you know, is, is sheep's milk okay? And all just the stupid comments that, yeah, that, that we, we know they're stupid, but, you know, they're, they're, they just don't know. And, but, you know, the teasing and then the ribbing. And she gave him the USB. And the next day, she came. He came up to her and, and said, "Sorry, I'm sorry. I've been teasing you all this time. I am going vegan myself." And his wife and his five kids—they are all now gone vegan. Now, his wife, interestingly enough, had a five, six-week-old kid, and one week after changing her diet. She called up Sarom and said, oh, the kid's eczema has cleared up, just gone. So the breastfed baby had eczema, but she, when she went plant-based, the eczema totally disappeared. And we thought, well, that's amazing that, you know, we know that the, the child would have got eczema through the, through, the, through the breast milk, but for it to clear up in a week, that's just, you know, that just adds to the to the awe of how this this way of eating can uh, can really help. And then a week later, she uh, texts Rum and said, "I've had thyroid problems for years, and I just had my blood test done, and my thyroid is normal." That's fantastic. It's just amazing. It's just all these health benefits that people mm. are, are getting. So, yes. And, <laughs> and look at you, you've reversed Crazy, yeah. stage three kidney disease and you're helping a baby with eczema and you're helping a woman with thyroid problems. You're yeah, changing yes. people's lives, it Owen. Yes, it is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, we've jumped forward a bit. Just quickly go back to the other health benefits. The ALT, which is uh, one of the liver function tests, that was high. And, of course, Rom and I uh, knew that before I was going a little bit yellow, so we already suspected I had liver issues. So on the 1st of July, that went straight back to normal as well. It was still high back on the 31st of May. It just took a little bit longer, but that one went down to normal as well. So that was another amazing thing that happened. And then uh, on the 10th of July, I went for my last of five cardiologist visits. I had the stress test. We are on a the running machine to see how your heart is. Um, I had a CT scan, uh, ECG monitor for a whole day, and I went back to him. See, originally he classified me as medium risk. And then on this thing, after all the tests that we'd done, and so this was uh, almost two months after changing the diet, 
He goes, I don't need to see you anymore. Everything's fine. You are now low risk. I believed I had heart disease. And six weeks later, for the cardiologist to, to say, I don't need to see you anymore, is another wow moment. That is so, so, so great. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Just this is why I had you going. on the show, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> In about August, I think it was August 22nd, I had another blood test. I love taking blood tests just to see how things are going. Actually, SROM had hers done at the same time. We wanted to check our B12 and our iron levels because I um, I'd just been to the renal clinic at um, at the our local hospital, and there was another doctor whose jaw hit the floor. You know, I sat there grinning for the first 10 minutes. He's looking at the things going wow, everything's improved. Why has why everything improved? Wow, you know, you know, he looks at me, he goes, you know, I, 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 this everything's really improved and everything's come well, yeah. Yeah, there, were, there are still smaller issues, but they're not major, like um, uric acid was uh, still a little bit high, and, uh, but that's steadily been coming down, so he still wants me to see me in January. And but he he, he did not uh, he couldn't understand why it had it all come good, and he noticed oh so you've lost some weight and I said yes I've lost some weight but that's not the reason why everything's improved because I'd only lost uh, probably about ten or twelve kilo at that stage so I was I was still probably one sixteen kilo so that's still twenty kilo over my BMI ideal weight. And um, I said, yes, I've changed to a plant-based diet. And so you still look confused. Oh, keep losing weight. <laughs> That's all you can say, <laughs> keep losing weight. He, wouldn't, he couldn't come to the conclusion that it was because of my diet that everything had come good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that'll be another interesting uh, doctor's appointment. Yeah. So what happened after your blood test? This, this, this so, blood test. yeah, the, the, that particular blood test um, – we both my wife and I um, were anemic back in January, February, and now our iron levels were fine. Mm. B12 fine, but as we know, that could take years. But B12 was fine, and don't tell Saram I'm telling you this. Her her B12 actually went up, so her, I think it was in the four hundreds, which is normal back in January, but it was up in the 500s for this blood test, you know, two months after changing the diet. So, Which is fascinating. It must be a lot to do with microbiome yeah. changes as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are still some foods that we uh, eat that are fortified, but Srom and I, we do have the, the, the B12 spray. So, yes, I... I I, I and virtually everyone else that understand the vegan diet, plant-based diet, yes, you must you must uh, supplement supplement your B12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've been talking for forty-two minutes on, <laughs> and unless we want to have the world's longest podcast episode, we may have to so fast track these and, and so so we can get through some more of the questions. Yeah. We will, we will, we will. <laughs> but what I will talk about right now is on the 18th of November was going to be six months 
So we did the blood test then. Things are still improving. That's great. But two days before, uh, my wife and I, well, on the urging of my wife, we decided to go to Perlingbrook Falls. It's in the hinterland down the Gold Coast near Springbrook. And it's a 4K hike. It's 109 metres descent into the gorge and back up again. And I was worried, but I did it without a problem. No chest tightness, no shortness of breath. My knees were fine. Everything was fine. Now, that is nuts because I have not done any cardio in 20 years. Oh, that is incredible then. And I'll send you some photos and video. Please do. No cardio in 20 years. It was crazy. And since then, every weekend, we have done different walks and all around about the 4K and uh, similar type of terrain, uh, probably not as deep as that one, but still rough terrain. And um, it, it's just our thing now. We, we're going to be doing that uh, every week. The last three weeks we've been going to uh, Tambourine Mountain, if you've heard of Tambourine Mountain. That's just, just west of uh, the Gold Coast, and they've got, six tracks there overall and we did two little ones the first week two little ones the second week and the last one we did was uh, another three and a half k so sarom's sarom's got a new husband yes yes <laughs> yes i've got a new wife too yeah you've got a new wife too <laughs> she's she's had lots of uh of her own uh health improvements as well she has lost a little bit of weight as well not as much as me, but... So how much have you lost now, Owen? Okay, I weighed myself this morning, 110 yes. kilos, so You've lost 18, 19 kilos. Oh, wow. I was about Great. 128, 129 back in May. Great. That's so awesome. And how long... Cause I, I want to talk about this because I do think that many people, you know, like... I'm sure that like myself and many of the guests on my show, you have tried, like you've tried keto diet and... That didn't work out well for you, obviously. But I'm sure that this has been something that's been an ongoing battle for you for a really long time. So this this turnaround is pretty epic as far as not only not only is the health benefits epic and you know losing eight, 18 kilograms might not seem like a, an immense amount of weight compared to you know, a hundred kilos, but I mean, when you've been on a weight loss journey for a really long time and you haven't managed to have long sustained weight loss, 18 kilograms is pretty fantastic. It is. And the thing is, I didn't try to lose weight. That's, that's the big difference. When I did the keto and I tried to lose weight, I could lose a kilo or two at the most and couldn't go any further. Changing the diet to plant-based did not try to lose weight. It just came off. Now, there has been bouncing in the me further too, research. Me too, Owen, me too. In the further research that uh, we did over the next, you know, well, six months now, but in probably about a month or two later, um, we started uh, watching uh, Dr. McDougall. He's one of the doctors from uh, What the Health and Forks Over Knives or one of those or a couple of those. And he's um, whole food, plant-based, no oil. And that was that struck a chord with us because I could remember over the previous 
two months or so. Every time we went to went out for dinner and we, let's say, ate uh, foods at restaurants, which, you know, like chips, even though they're plant-based, it's uh, full of oil. You know, I could look at those times and go, yep, that's when I stopped losing weight or even put on weight. There's a lovely little um, chain called Lord of the Fries. <laughs> yes, have you heard of them? I have. You've heard of them? I, I sure have. <laughs> you sure have. <laughs> yes. Um, I love and hate them. <laughs> yeah. Because we went there and I, I literally put on two kilos. Oh, well, I think, I think they like double fry their chips. I, I, don't, yes, I don't think you probably. walk out of there without having the chips put in the deep fryer numerous times. Yes. Yes, yes. So um, we have started. They're good for the animals. A long way to go. Lord of the Fries is yes. very good for the animals and the planet. So that's yeah, that's, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad they absolutely. exist, they are, but they're not good for human definitely health. Definitely vegan. Yes, <laughs> they're definitely vegan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we I have now started. Both Strom and I have started incorporating uh, our cooking techniques to be uh, no oil or a lot less oil than we used to. Now, Sarong, she's Cambodian descent. A lot of our dishes are Asian style, which is which is wonderful. When I met her, I put on five kilo. But anyway, <laughs> wonderful dishes. And the good thing about the Asian dishes is they are so easy to remove yes. the meat products exactly. that are in them. Um, you can um, add soy. Or another thing that uh, Saram discovered not long ago, about two months ago, king oyster mushrooms. And um, if you go to my Facebook page I created two months ago, <laughs> yes. um, you'll see a little video of my wife pulling apart king oyster mushrooms. They are a really thick stalk with a small head on top and you just pull it apart like chicken. It looks and feels like chicken. And um, many a family and friend have come over and we've prepared meals and they think they're eating chicken, but it's not. It's, it's, it's mushrooms. It is wonderful. It's, for us, it's been the best meat replacement because they are a very healthy alternative. And for people to think that they're still eating their meat, well, that's just wonderful. It's it's been a great uh, let's call transition mm. transition food. Oh, it's wonderful. I was going to just make make sure we mention the name of your Facebook page for everyone who's listening right now, <laughs> and they quickly want to go yes. and give it a thumbs up. Another boring vegan meal. <laughs> I love that name so much. Yes, it was a bit of a you know it's a bit of a play on um, the, the 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 ribbing that uh, us plant based vegan people get that you know so what do you eat lettuce a carrot you know mm -hmm. boring food yeah so yeah that's that's my sarcasm I love it out. I love it I think it's great everyone go check out another boring vegan meal so I just want to quickly tick through a couple more questions before we finish up. And one is, what has been your biggest struggles with making the switch? <laughs> See, that's a, that's a bit like going to a job interview and asking, you know, what's your uh, weakest point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
It's, uh, I think that for most people, it can be things like socialising, you know, dealing with pushback from family and friends, those types of things. And it's not about that you need to say, you know, I just keep eating Oreos dipped in peanut butter and deep fried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, even if you do do that, it isn't about that. It's just, I think people you know, from like myself, you know, knowing that other people struggle, it makes it feel like it's normal to have a struggle. When you're changing a lifetime of eating, I think it's helpful to know that you know there's a lot of people out there who make the switch overnight and they go straight to whole food plant-based oil-free and it's amazing for them but a lot of people like you and I and many guests that come on the show who it takes a while and we we are constantly tweaking and adapting and learning how to eat out or learning how to go out with friends and family or where we get stressed and we reach for the worst possible choice yes Yes, that happens. In the house or in the supermarket. So just for you personally, like what's something that you're like, these things are, these things are tricky? I was just thinking while you were talking about that, there's, 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 there is two areas that, that have been an issue. But the first area I'm going to talk about, it wasn't an issue for me because I'm probably thick-skinned. Mm. I was in the Defence Force. Yeah. I'm from Tasmania. <laughs> so You've heard you know, everything. I've heard everything. Mm. And that sort of thing, you know, I, I just hit back twice as hard. Mm. So for me, it wasn't an issue. But for Sarom, it was. That particular mm. person that we were talking about, yeah. give, giving a crap at work. So mm. it was for her. But that was part of the reason why I created the USBs that I started handing out and um, I've probably got about 20 of them now floating around. <laughs> but um, I started giving them to Sarom for the specific reason. When someone starts saying these things, just give them the USB and say, look, here's the answers, okay? Um, this is why I'm doing it. Stop harassing me and watch this so that you understand why mm. I'm doing this. That's so such a great idea, Owen. I think it's wonderful. I'm going to make it myself and give it to people. Yeah, no worries. I've, yeah, well, I'll, I have sent you the list of stuff that I've, I've got on my particular USB. <laughs> it keeps changing, of course, because, yeah, yeah, we had a, a game things. changes. And uh, Vegan 2019 just came out last week. I've added that to the USB as well. But, yeah, that, that's been the biggest help in regards to if people do have a struggle, and that's, that's, that's one way of doing it. It's, it's, it's all about education. But the other struggle is at the beginning, yes, it's, it's, it's what to eat and where to go to eat as well. And, um, you know, when you're out and about, there's so many places that, are, um, that have vegan options, but it's, that could be a problem. Um, we, had, we actually went and had uh, the veggie burger from Hungry Jack's that's supposed to have vegan cheese in it, but we know they didn't, and we were sick that night. So my my suggestion to anyone, if you're going to change to plant-based, um, be careful with the uh, traditional places that have got the vegan options. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen Pizza Hut and Domino's go to war, literally. They've um, introduced their vegan range. Domino's started, but you had to ask for them to change to the vegan church. And then Pizza Hut brought out straight-up vegan range where you didn't have to do that. And then a week later, Domino's changed theirs as well to make a vegan range. So it's, it's like uh, that sort of thing happening. But we're still 
uh, worried about going to that because of what happened at Hungry Jacks and and Rebel Burger have come out as well. But we have um, found lots of lovely uh, vegan restaurants in our area and um, we couldn't believe how many different places there are. As you go more and more whole food plant-based, then I guess those kinds of situations won't arise so much, you know, but it's so wonderful that you've had such a health transformation without, you know, you really haven't gone all the way to oil-free, you're on your way to oil-free, whole food, plant-based now, and yet you've still had all of that great success, um, which means that for most people, there's hope with even just the smallest tweaks you know, that you can oh, have really, really, really powerful, treme- you know, tremendous yeah. health The kidney disease, the heart disease, yeah. the liver issue, mm. all the major ones, yes. they disappeared before I, we started going more whole foods. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 had, we had freezer full of, you know, the fake meats. And, um, yes, we were going to Lord of Fries and things like that. So all those major issues were virtually cured. Were some of them were cured totally. Yeah. So if you're listening, if if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, you know, you, you've been eating that eating that way, or you're thinking, oh, well, my partner can just go to Lord of the Fries. I wouldn't. I obviously wouldn't recommend go to Lord of the Fries. But nice. I mean, <laughs> there's so much scope to improve and tweak along the way. Like if it's not if if you know where you're at, you know, eating pizza, you're not getting the health and weight loss improvements that you would like you know you can just keep tweaking it and you'll go over to the another boring vegan meal facebook page (laughs) and see all the ways that sarom and owen are making oyster mushrooms yes that sort of thing yes absolutely yeah so that's it's it's fantastic to hear just because i don't want to go too much onto that is there anywhere else they can find you online is it just not just but is it you've got the facebook page another boring vegan meal is where they can find you that's my only Facebook page. I've got my own personal page. You've got your story shared somewhere else, don't you? My own personal page, Owen Fall. Most of it is there somewhere. You probably have to scroll down, uh, but I haven't got this. I haven't got it as we have discussed. Okay, you can check uh, the show is, notes. This is actually the first time. Uh, I'm going to thank you for, you know, basically kicking me in the pants to get it down <laughs> into more of a story. Beautiful. And, I'm glad um, it was. And as you may have noticed, I've actually got a, a, a gentleman in Arizona in the States. He wants to put my story on his newsletter. Ah, fabulous. So now that, I've, now that you've asked me to uh, do this podcast and I've quickly thrown all this together, Thank I'll, you. I'll tweak it and uh, send, it send that off to him. And, uh, Brilliant. And once, once you put this podcast up, I'll uh, be sending that link with that as well. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right, great. So, Owen, what would be your three biggest tips for listeners considering taking on a vegan lifestyle? Okay. Number one, do your own research. Now, a big head start would be to see all the stuff that uh, Srom and I have uh, put on our USB. Mm, I will so list most of that in the show notes for everyone to check out. That's, that's a huge start. And uh, there is a lot of information out there, but, yes, there's a lot of rubbish out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of the 20 docos that we've got on our list, I would say we've probably seen 100. 
and um, yeah, we've we've filtered filtered it down to to those yeah. those twenty. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones that that, that we like, re, re, the, that uh, we um, like the most. Recommend yes, yes, recommend like the most. So do your own research. Number two. Okay, this gets back to the USB. Basically, this is do not debate or argue with friends or family. Be your own best example of the results of this lifestyle. And if they persist, give them the research. Give them the stuff that you've you've uh, you've had. You know, like the information or the websites or the docos, um, and let them let them decide for themselves. I've known this particular thing for many 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 years, but yeah, it definitely helped with uh, with Saram just to hand the USB over so that she doesn't get into arguments or stops stop arguments midstream. Mm. You just look, you go and do the research yeah. and you decide for yourself. That's awesome. Uh, okay, final one, number three. If you slip up, just brush yourself off and get back on the horse. That one actually came from a post. Oh, I've probably seen it a hundred times, but there was a post on one of the Facebook pages. Someone said, "Oh, I slipped up the other day and I ate this." And you know, of course, there's a lot of idiots on there say, "Oh, well, you're stupid" or whatever. But no, you just don't beat yourself up. You know, don't get upset with yourself. You know, everyone's going to make mistakes. Hey, we went to Hungry Jacks and we had burgers with cheese on it. And we were sick that night. Did we beat ourselves up about, about it? No. It's just a mistake or a slip up, you know. Everyone makes mistakes. Oh, yeah, especially after we've been conditioned. <laughs> you know, once you read The Pleasure Trap and you acknowledge all of the reasons why we eat and crave the foods that we do and we, when we understand the gut microbiome and our habits and our conditioning and our psychology and our mindset and all the pieces that fall into place about why we eat, you really can't beat yourself up. You just have to make a better choice next meal if you can. Yes, yes, And absolutely. forgive yourself. Thank you so much, Owen, for coming on the show. I loved hearing your story. Everyone, check out Another Boring Vegan Meal on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to hear of all of your incredible health recovery, overhaul, transformation. It's fantastic yes. to hear, and I know that it's just going to keep getting better and better as you move toward you know, more of a oil-free, whole food, unprocessed, plant-based lifestyle, which is fantastic. And it's great for you. It's great for the animals. It's great for the planet, which is so wonderful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Owen, for coming on the show. Thank you all so much for listening. And I've listed some of the documentaries and doctors in the show notes. And don't forget to check out Esther Loveridge's episode we mentioned in the in the show. She's episode fifty-four, and Sid Nodder's episode and her book, The Plan A Diet. I'll also have the links for that in the show notes as well. And Esther will be back on next week. She is coming she is coming on to revisit us and give us an update on her health after being not being on the show for I think sixteen or seventeen sixteen months. So she's wonderful and I look forward to having her back. 
Otherwise, I will see you all next week. And yes, if you have any cash lying around and you want to donate to support our firefighters who are fighting the bushfires here or the wildlife in Australia or the Red Cross who are doing some wonderful things to help the people, the humans affected by this crisis, all is very, very, very much welcome and needed in this state of disaster that Australia is in currently. Thank you all for listening. Sorry it wasn't a very upbeat episode, but there are things that we can do and one of them is to love one another and act. Don't be helpless and hopeless. Act. However you can act. Act by smiling at someone today. Act by offering to bake someone a cake, whole food plant-based cake. Offer to help by donating, by making bandages, by donating goods if you have goods but you don't have any money. I've offered by writing letters to MPs and the Prime Minister and saying enough is enough, this is not good enough. Please do something different in the best interest of the planets, the envi- planet, the environment, the animals, the people that live on this earth. If you need a template for letter writing, message me and I will send one your way. Otherwise, just it, just has, it doesn't have to be a long letter. You just write a letter just saying, this is what's going on. It's not good enough. What are you going to do to fix it? In a nutshell, or if you have ideas, right away and tell them, look, do this instead of what you're currently doing, which is destroying the planet and your country. If you don't want to do letter writing and you want to do a bake sale or you want to do a movie night or you want to, however you can help in your own way with your skill set, help and then you will feel so much less disempowered and so much less hopeless and so much less likely to reach for the ice cream and peanut butter after dinner because you're just like, what's the point? Our country's burning to the ground. I may as well go out with a bang. Keep treating yourself well. Keep doing the right thing for your body, for your mind, and for your capacity to assist. You know, the healthier we are, the more capable we are of assisting in this tragedy. Thank you all for listening. Good luck. See you next week. Bye. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier